1: Blog Talk Radio. they want to do is snack you. Demonic spirits came down in 9-11. They came to town. So be ready. So be sure. Survival time is on the menu. Empower yourself. Prepare yourself. Do yourself. Be yourself. Then if that means come hard with the knowledge, then go hard. Go home. Can you feel it?
2: And welcome to the Truth to Power show And my name is Beverly D And tonight we have Sister Seta Aset with us And she is an author And she is reading from one of her novels uh, The Chemistry Files And what she's reading from tonight Is in The Ram of the Gods Sister Seta Aset, how are you doing this evening?
3: Peace, Sister Bev, can you feel it?
2: <laughs> yes
3: i can feel it i've been feeling it for a long time and i bet all the listeners and the people out there have been
2: feeling it too yeah i'm doing good how about you (laughs) good 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 excellent now tell the people what are you doing tell them about your books and i mean your novels and how they can get them
3: Okay, well, we're reading right now from the very last novel until Chemistry Area 51 is ready. So this is going to be mm-hmm. it. This is going to be it. But, okay. And um, this is the last one. The first one is Bright Light. We covered that. The second, Gathering of the Vanguard. The War, 9X. We just finished that, and that was that was the introduction to the sinister of what's happening on the planet today. So, you know, yes. listeners can go back and uh read that one. Yeah. And and in uh in the realm of the gods, we're still dealing with them, but right now we're in the realm of the gods and the gods are us. Okay. Yes. And uh yes. <laughs> you can go to you can go to the website chemistryfiles.com, k e m e t s k e m e t s t r y files, f I L E S dot com and you can go there and they're all listed there and I even have some snippets of uh where I'm talking about them in um in uh vocal so you can listen to that and uh see how you like them they're there and there's a paragraph I think for each each book and you can okay. also get them at uh of course Amazon Barnes and Noble books a million all the 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 big box stores You can order them from Mm -hmm. there. You can also get the books from me if you want them autographed. If you buy five of them, then this is an ongoing thing. This is not a special anything. This is ongoing. Mm -hmm. If you order all Mm -hmm. five novels, I will ship them to you postage free. And of course, if you could buy one or less than five, you know, one through four, then uh, of course you would be responsible for the shipping and the handling. So all you have to do, is either go to my email is chemistryfiles at gmail dot com or go to the website and leave me your information and where to send them and we can connect that way and uh, and they'll they'll be off to you. Excellent. Oh excellent, and also excellent. also yes. mm-hmm. I uh the script is ready. The chemistry file script is ready. And the script okay. is something that a director would have or a producer would have copies. Uh, For each character's uh, Each character's lines So that's Mm -hmm. ready So I only Mm -hmm. printed five of them So if anyone wants one of those You can go to an alternative website Called Gumroad And it's spelled just like it says G-U-M-R-O-A-D Gumroad.com And click on uh, And and look up Search for chemistry And it'll pull it right up And it's right
2: there for you Okay Good, good, good Mm Mm-hmm so
3: what is, what's what's uh, going on in your neck of the woods? Mm. Well, in my neck of the woods, everything is still up in the air. It's still the same, except for our Republican governor has mm-hmm. mandated wearing the face coverings in public. Okay? Mm. So there's a $500 fine or either jail time up to six months mm-hmm. and so she's mm-hmm. saying I still believe this is an ongoing this is going to be a difficult order to enforce and I ought well I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna say it in the southern voice okay because I do mm-hmm. do voice right. So here we go okay okay here we go I still believe this is going to be a difficult order to enforce and I always prefer personal responsibility over government mandate. Yet I also know with all my heart that the numbers and data the past few weeks are definitely trending in the wrong direction. So
1: <laughs>
3: that is that is our Republican governor, so we still have to wear these crazy masks. And she's a Republican. Yeah. She's a Republican. And I mm-hmm. I wear the mask when I have to go in a store. But when I'm out mm-hmm. in the open, no. Mm-hmm. I don't even take yeah. me to jail. Really, I don't want right. to go to jail. Right. And I, do, I don't right. have the $500. But I just mm-hmm. can't believe mm-hmm. this, Sister Bell. I can't believe this. So, But you know, next door to us in Georgia, you know, the Republican governor has said, You know, the hell with the mask. Y'all can Mm -hmm. wear them or you don't have to wear them. And so right Right. now he is suing. Yeah, he is suing the mayor of Atlanta. You know, the sister girl Mm -hmm. is telling everybody you got to wear a mask. So he's in the process of suing her right now. So, but and it's still three digit. It's still three digit heat index down here. So sister Mm -hmm. bear walking around with a mask in this heat.
1: Uh, Come on. Right.
2: Come on. If, if, you, These, if you're not sick, you will be. <laughs> if your immune system if, is not strong, I mean, if it's not weak, it will be.
3: Most definitely. And you walking around here sucking up your own CO2 is ridiculous. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Do you remember uh, Legionnaire's disease, Sister Bill? Yes, yes. Ah. How, how they said legionnaires disease was airborne and it affected You're the right. lungs and it was killing people in Philadelphia okay so there was no mask required then so right. what's the problem now
2: it's all this it, is all about election and money
3: indeed i just i i uh i and i just can't get over our governor acting a fool like you. she's acting a fool well, but otherwise, uh, you
2: know, mm-hmm. she she sang singing the same song that the governor here is saying. But she's a Democrat. But they sang in identical tunes, you know. We have to wear the mask. See the the state controls the the business because the business have to get their license through the state. So she's saying okay. that we can't go into any business. Unless we have our masks on, you know, so people is really upset. I mean, and, and the stores they don't want to lose their license, so they got to do what what the uh, state says, and they they not letting people in without a mask. Now, if that's not taking your rights away, I don't know what is.
3: Yeah, they got uh they got the people in America just hemmed up. They really want to see this thing out you know opposing uh president trump and yeah. then you know another thing another thing i don't understand why these why these so called women is not as strong as they supposed to be we are in the feminine energy right now you know they mm-hmm. should be taking a stand against this they and
2: are. you know it's they are yeah, taking, well they are taking a stand but they taking their stand
3: they're not taking a stand. Yeah, they, they got sh- an agenda. Well, I well, speaking on behalf of our governor, she should be taking a stand. She should fall in line right along with the governor of Georgia, saying this is ridiculous. This doesn't make any sense. And I understand that the businesses have to get business. Well, I have a business license. And I know it has to come mm-hmm. from the state. But my mm-hmm. thing is if 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 the businesses feel like you have to wear a mask going into their store and they own their store they're gonna lose they're gonna lose money saying that you know well, you can't come in here without a mask but sister Bell, this our governor is saying even out outdoors away from the stores, if you're just out, you have to wear a mask.
2: That's what I'm that's opposed what to is, that is, that's what this one is saying too.
1: So it that don't make
2: sense. That lets you mm-hmm. know this is orchestrated. They say an identical the same thing.
3: And I so, just I just know. uh I don't understand why our governor is doing it. But if you know, I guess she's tired of being governor because she keep this up, she will not see that seat next year. She will not. Yeah, well, and I think whoever runs against her as a Republican will unseat her.
2: Because this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all it's doing is, is bringing the, taking the covers off of people. So we're seeing, you know, you can't, they can't hide. They got to let it be known where they stand, where they're coming from they have to be they have to let it be known and that's what's happening you know so many of them is fake and they hide behind you know they one way and they they saying one thing and doing something else but now they can't do that now they have to let it be known exactly where they stand
3: and you know another thing sister Bev we are in 2020 mm-hmm. and the universe the ethers is it's 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 like nobody, not even myself, can hide what we truly feel now it's like it's That's the right. truth is forced it's mm-hmm. forced out of the human being right now, yeah. and there's no yeah. change in that, you know. It, you know, yeah. everybody is coming out with what they are feeling and what they are thinking. And it it's almost like a force that's saying, yeah, you got to come out here and you got to say this. This, this has to be done.
2: This is what I'm yeah. feeling.
3: How about you? Yeah.
2: And you're, you, right. you're right on it. You're right on it. I mean, this force uh, is and strong. Uh, and, and, I know it. Mm-hmm. And for those that lay back, even you know, I don't care what side uh that you on. So you know, a lot of people is like they background people. They like, you know, I like to stay in the background. I don't care if you in the background, the basement, the attic, wherever you at, you got to come up <laughs> <out> now. <laughs>
3: exactly. You got
2: everything
3: is being illuminated. I don't care yeah. if it's if, if it's personal. If it's legal, if it's whatever it is, you know, it's so much yeah. personal stuff that's coming out of people now, and yeah. it's, it's it's the the truth is just free flowing and it's it's finally being recognized. Everybody's crap mess finally being recognized by the ether. It's just it's just coming out, and we haven't yeah. seen nothing yet.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: gonna be really and, rough out here in the next six months.
2: But it's also mm-hmm. it's, it's it's still it's gonna be rough. But it's that yin and that yang, you know. We we balancing things mm-hmm. out, and they also know that this is a feminine time here too, you know. So mm-hmm. they they you got the feminine energy, like I said, on one side of the street, and you got the other feminine energy on the other side of the street. And so you know, now it's getting ready to show you who, who gonna remain standing.
3: Exactly, exactly.
2: I, so, Yohang, um, go, go ahead. And I don't believe nothing can. um I don't believe nothing can beat uh, love and truth. I right. Well, nothing can beat love and truth. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly,
3: because we're in, we're we're in truth right now. Because yeah. you know everything is coming out and everything is being told. We're in the truth part now. So now what Mm -hmm. we got to do is wait a few and see the love start pouring out. Mm -hmm. We haven't got to the love part yet because everything is still up in the air. Mm -hmm. But right now we're dealing with the truth and everything that's coming out in truth. Yeah. And uh, I also wanted to mention, you know, America's favorite doctor, Dr. Fauci. He was on Mm -hmm. the cover of a magazine today. (laughs) Did you read mm-hmm, that?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I didn't.
3: Yeah, he he was on the cover. I let's see. Uh I can't I can't remember what cover it was on, but he was on the cover of a magazine. He was sitting in the yard mm-hmm. in a chair, you know, in his yard chair mm-hmm. in his backyard somewhere wherever, and he was uh, mm-hmm. had on a designer tie and shirt and no mm-hmm. mask. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he was just mm-hmm. chilling. But he's telling everybody else to wear a mask, and right. so uh, everybody's like, "What? What is going on here? You know, why mm-hmm. is he? Why is he doing this?" And he's telling everybody to wear a mask, but he's on the cover of some kind of fashion magazine. Mm. I mean, he's yeah. uh, uh whatever. Whatever we're doing is working because I'm in oh, it yeah, too. So I, we're doing it. Yeah, it's working.
2: I, yeah. <laughs> And I heard he was like under house arrest, so he probably was sitting oh. at home. You know, I don't know how. Oh, really? Is, but I heard a lot of people under house arrest. They got that tether on, tether on them. So well, I, you know, if you if you, you can
3: recall, it? Sister Beth, mm-hmm. if you can recall, if you remember when um. Uh, The senator from Arizona, when, uh, what is his name? When he passed with the brain cancer, I can't think of his name right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he passed with brain cancer and all of them was at his funeral.
1: Mm -hmm. And President Mm -hmm. Trump
3: came, but he was kind of sitting in the back, in the foreground. And let's see, um, Obama and uh, Bush, baby Bush. Mm -hmm. And I think they... uh, Bush senior had passed Clinton and all of them. And this is the time where it was on TV, where Bush passed um, Obama's wife, a mint and all this kind of stuff. And you remember when they were, they were passing out, someone was passing out notes, passing out a little letter, oh, a little note. You remember that?
2: This, yeah, this was at the, uh, at daddy Bush funeral. Oh, that was, was daddy, daddy Bush. Funeral. Yeah, that was at his room huh. when they gave them the notes. And and uh, Bush, the uh. young Bush, his brother that was the governor, the look on his face told it all.
3: Yeah. Okay, and yeah. Okay, uh, so it was Daddy Bush. Bush. Uh,
2: they, didn't give, uh.
3: they didn't give
2: Carter one because Carter was like, where are at? They didn't give him one.
3: Okay. Okay, so it was Daddy mm-hmm. Bush. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
3: was recalling mm-hmm. that. So I at that point in time, I'm thinking this is when they received their um
2: their papers to go to court. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what they say. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was Daddy Bush. Yeah, you you're right. That mm-hmm. was Daddy Bush, yeah. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm.
3: See how much yeah. I care
2: about politics.
3: <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs>
2: But uh yeah, and anywho, I, uh yeah. And the reason I stay up on it is because of Dr. Robert X. So I have to keep up with it to keep up with him. Uh yeah,
3: that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, because he be coming with it.
2: But okay, yeah,
3: I actually do believe that uh that's they that's when they got their papers. So everything and that was what, two years ago? So oh, everything is well. coming out yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this—that's another example of all this. This uh, cover-up is about mm-hmm. to be washed away because, you know, uh Trump did a speech today, and he's actually oh, said yeah. that he's draining the swamp. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, yeah. He said yeah. he didn't even know it was that deep. And, and remember, uh, <laughs> <He> Doctor X <laughs> said it was. Doctor X said it was like. Four layers of more deep, and that's what Trump said today. He was like, "I didn't even know how deep it was until he got to swimming." I think
3: it. it's
2: yeah.
3: I think it's deeper than that. I think it. I think it goes mm-hmm. maybe a hundred feet underground, mm. seventy-five to a hundred feet underground. It's okay, real, it is so it very deep.
2: Well be. We are.
3: Yeah. A, a, yeah, we're living in times where when the information finally do come out and everything is revealed. I don't right. Sister Reb, I don't know how the people gonna take it. Because you know in the Some chemistry when uh go ahead. hmm
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna go say
3: ahead. in the chemistry when the general when I did the voice for the general and the general was saying the things that he saw and that he experienced, he didn't know how the hell the human race was going to take it. If they were going to be able to deal with it. You know, most of the people that you have to show things, you know, to before they, you know, come to realize and say, wow. Yeah.
2: And some people can't deal with it. (laughs) And some people, you can show them and they so deep into it, you know, they can't snap out. I have a family member. I think I mentioned this once before. She has not been out of the house since this all started. I say at least go sit on the porch and get some sun. But I mean, it's just it's how it is. It's so deep that she can't snap out of it, and I'm constantly talking to her, trying to show her what's going on, but she's not hearing it. She just will not go outside. So that's how you know that they programming um, is. <laughs> You that is
3: deep, sister Beth. And she hasn't been mm-hmm. out since
2: earlier this year
3: or last year, earlier this well, year, when right? Did
2: we, when did it start? What about February or March or something? When they first, yeah, put it, it on started,
3: my phone? yeah, I think it started mid February. Well, she, I think it started mid February, yeah. February, March, April, May, June, July. Five months. So basically, she hasn't been out in about four and a half months or so.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's not good.
3: That's not good. And I do. That is not I good at.
2: All. See, and I do see depression coming on her. I see it. She it goes in and out. I try to talk to her as much as I can, but she will not. I I volunteer to come get her. She will not go out. She won't even go sit on the porch. I'm trying to get her to at least. Say, I say you need that sun. Go sit on the porch. Put your mask on and just sit on the porch. She won't do it.
3: Well, Sister Maeve, you're the perfect example of not anything happening. i mean you know, even to you. But I mean, I, you're coming and going, and she's seeing that. So yeah, I never,
2: you I know, never sat in the house from day one when they put us on lockdown. I never stayed in. I was out riding around in the suburbs in the city. I'm seeing who obeying and who not obeying. I'm doing my little investigation. She know all that, but it don't. It ain't clicking. She just refused to come out. It just. And you know what she do? To show you how deep that program, she sat there all day and look at TV.
3: Ooh, that's why
2: she can't. And I can't be it. good. She can't that's why that she can program every day. She's looking at the mm. news, she's looking at programs. She just sat there all day and look at TV. She'll never be able to come out of it.
3: She'll never be able to so, come out of, the, of, it, of it until the programming tells her it's all right to come out.
2: And that's what she said. That's mm, exactly what that's she what said. She waiting. said, When they tell they me that I can come out, I'll come out.
3: Oh, Oh, that's that's, woo, that's really deep, Sister Bear.
2: Yes, yes. Well, mm. I, I, well, i, 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 I And mean, she won't, and she won't let nobody come to her house. I think her daughter comes, and but she won't let mm. nobody else. Her daughter come, and uh, the doctors, and, all, and I believe all the reasons she's still living because they didn't take her to the. She was, she did get a little sick. But the, whoever doctor she got, he told her, no, nah, we're going to come to you. We ain't going to bring you to the hospital. They knew what was going on in the hospital.
3: Ah, uh, well, so that's a good out. thing. They saved her. Yeah.
2: They saved her. And they I thought about
3: me. her. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They say we'll come to you. So they come to her. But well, other than that, she probably would have been gone.
3: Well, do, Sister Bail, do you think by that, that she feels like she's afraid to go out because she didn't go to the hospital and the doctor said, well, we'll come to you because we don't want you to come near the virus. You think she may have taken it that way? Um, you know,
2: I, I told her, she, I don't even think she was aware of what she don't, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't aware of what they were doing. Cause this was kind of like mm-hmm. early on in the uh, epidemic when, when she got a little sick. Okay. Because she says she got confused. Okay. She she still don't know what happened, and so uh, they came. They told her they would come to her, and then afterwards I told her why they did that. Cause she didn't even know why they were doing that. Cause she was ready to go to the. Hospital.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, okay, okay. And then so, uh, later she probably heard it on the news and saying, "I'm glad I didn't go." Whatever, whatever. Right. They came. She did. Okay. She
2: did. She did, mm-hmm. she did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so she's been I afraid mean, ever since. She, yeah, and it's just amazing yeah. Yeah. how yeah. you could see the program working on some people. And she's an elderly person, you know, and I think that's it too, yeah. you know, because then her children is encouraging her too. They like, don't come out, you don't need to come out. So she's listening to Ooh, okay.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking, too, uh, if those doctors that came out to see her, if they would go back and see her and say it's okay to come out, you know, there's no virus or whatever, you know, try to explain Uh to her what's going on, would she listen to, she still wouldn't listen. uh -uh. Wow. She
2: ain't going to listen to that program tell Mm. her that she can go out.
3: Right. Yeah. And that
2: program tell her that she can go out, she'll she'll go. It's like hypnosis. You know how? They tell you what to mm-hmm. do under hypnosis and then when they tell you you can come out of it, then you come out of it. That's what it right. is.
3: Right. Well, if uh if the listeners if we have any listeners and they're listening, then we need to do the twelve, three, six, and nine for everyone that um is still and you know, still feeling like this is something that's real that's going on you know and also mm-hmm. still helping ourselves to come out of this situation mm-hmm. that we're going to get over now, it, you know, know taking care yeah. of ourselves yeah and, mm-hmm. and and
2: i was thinking also maybe it's um i don't well i don't know how that i was thinking about remember that movie with uh Denzel Washington and that spirit kept jumping from body to body
3: yeah, mm-hmm. did you see
2: that one? I don't know the yeah. name of it. and they—I can't recall it, but I,
0: I, was and, he a policeman or something like
2: that? Yeah, yeah, and and that spirit yeah. was jumping from one. They couldn't kill it because it was jumping from one body to to another body, and so maybe it could mm-hmm. be something like that. It's not airborne. Maybe they keep talking about this five G you know, they keep talking about the, it's a, it's the frequency. So maybe the, they saying the frequency is making people sick, not you coughing on somebody. So I don't know, you know, if that's true or not. I'm, I don't know. How come some of us that's out there all the time and we're not, you know, that frequency is not catching hold to us. Maybe it's because you know our vibration is high, maybe because our immune system is high. Because I do take a lot of stuff to keep my immune system up. I sister, actually,
3: I, I honestly, I think it's mm-hmm. it's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. Okay. No matter what we take what, okay. and how much we yeah. take of it, it, the mind is a powerful. The mind is a okay. powerful instrument. Yeah, it yes, truly it is, is. Okay. because as mm-hmm. a man slash woman thinketh, mm-hmm. so is he, mm-hmm. and that is true. true. Now the uh, <laughs> the only thing I have been doing since the ever since this mess started, well, I'm like mm-hmm. you. I've never stayed in. I never wore mm-hmm. mask and never wore gloves. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's mm-hmm. totally ridiculous. Right. Um. I've taken and I've and I've done. The same thing I've always done even before this so-called virus even showed up. I've always taken mm-hmm. vitamin C and I've always yep. drunk my immunity tea that I get over mm-hmm. the counter at the grocery store. Okay, Those okay. are, and I've always exercised. And those are the only mm-hmm. things I've ever done before and after this mess. I'm going to call it mess. Mm. I'm not going to call it a pandemic. If I call it a mm-hmm. pandemic, I'm going to call it that because it is a pandemic on the people's minds. They have yeah, ruined right. the people's minds.
2: That's what it is. So That's what they call it. And that Fallen.
3: movie, Sister Bear, Yeah, that movie was called mm-hmm. Fallen, named yeah, Fallen.
2: That's it. With Denzel yeah. Washington.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow.
3: I have to look at that tonight.
1: So we... <laughs> yeah,
2: that was it was, a, it. was a creepy movie. It wasn't scary, but it was creepy.
1: Mhm. And you mm-hmm. know,
2: b- before we get into uh, the the book here, I want. I think this is Mama A A Z. Let me see. 336 Three three six three five zero three three six three five zero. This Mama A Z. Okay, it is. I don't think so. It she she might be. Oh, there That's she her. is. Hello, huh. That's her. No, Mama Az. Mm hmm. I'm here. Is you? What I wanted mm-hmm. to get your feel on what what happened because you know you've been out in the graveyard for some time now, so you've been really connected with the ether and the spheres. What's your take on what's going on? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Well, thank you for even including me in this because uh, when I started preparing for this about three or four years ago, can you hear me okay? Can you speak up a little bit? I said, uh, wait a minute, I said, I'm having issues. Can you hear me? No, I yes, I can hear you uh my mm mm-hmm. Mhm-, yeah, okay, all right. uh, something's been going on with my phone since I was out there it It got wet, and it hasn't worked since, but hopefully you can hear me. There's a lot going on um, I went out on the tenth of mm-hmm. of June, and keep in mind, family. 1st of June, I had a dream. And uh, I'd like for those who may be listening to look up Reverend Asa Allen. Uh, Reverend Asa Alonzo Allen, Miracle Valley. He created this Bible college out there uh, in Miracle Valley, Arizona. Well, since I was a child, you know, uh, going to graveyards and and being around people who have crossed over and and being a part of dressing them and 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 having a conversation with them when their breath left their body is nothing new to mm-hmm. me. I've always mm-hmm. been like that from a, from a, a little child. And what was communicated with me out there first of all is a vortex If if Mm -hmm. many vortexes, if you, if you, um, if you catalog that area, up the street there's a cross. Uh, Down the street you have Fort Naco, or Camp Newell. That's the last historic site of the Buffalo Soldiers. Then you have Fort Huachuca up the street here. It's about seven minutes by car, If that. Uh, that's military installation. They do a lot, a lot of things there. I posted even um, the underground uh, stations that they have there. Also, even in, in uh, Phoenix or Litchfield, Arizona, you have Luke Air Force Base. Well, I was made aware of there being also underground. Uh, I felt it. I would see them because I lived up the street in in a, what do you call it? uh, parad- not, uh Oh gosh, this 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 city uh, connected to Luke Air Force Base, base or Litchfield, Arizona. Um surprise. Surprise Arizona. Make sure
1: mm-hmm.
3: you check this out. You you okay. could feel the vibration of of the, the the them moving or even the computers. I could hear them and, and, and um what I was told that thirteen days of June Reverend Asa Allen came to me in a dream. And I wasn't sure if the information that was being given to me was correct. And and I told him and my parents, I said, look, make sure that you bring somebody that can help me get out there to the resting spot. I don't like to call it a cemetery. I call it a resting okay. spot because... Okay. Mm -hmm. If you listen, if you you open up your third eye, your vibration, it's really nothing to be uh, afraid of. Uh, Matter of fact, it's the most peaceful for me. I'm only speaking for me. It's the most peaceful Mm -hmm. uh, spot that, that you can be in. And actually, when I travel... Uh, across country Going from coast to coast uh, When I don't Have the money uh, To get a hotel Or if I get too tired I find me a resting spot And that's where I park And I and I can go to sleep And not be afraid That somebody is going to come up on me Or whatever In the cemetery people uh, I get messages I've always mm-hmm. been like that, but I didn't know the extent of it until they moved me to North Carolina in seventy nine and Virginia in in seventy nine and I just got back here twenty sixteen because I fell and I couldn't walk. I'm still having issues from that uh and, and I ended up having to be here in, in Miracle Valley or Fort mm-hmm. Huachuca. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, my mother was a follower of Reverend Oral Robert N. I didn't know this until I started having dreams and started doing research. She was also a follower of Reverend Allen because of the issues that I had with alcohol fetal syndrome, my mother felt the need to reach out and, and, and take me to healers. And that's exactly what she prepared me to do uh, in June. And, and now, in, in, keep in mind, in June, Reverend Allen made his transition On the 11th, I moved from one of the oldest cities on the planet, which is St. Augustine, Florida, to High Point, North Carolina. And that was June the 11th, 1883. My great-grandson came to the planet June the 11th. In 2010, I believe, um, and 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 I started to give up my seat on the bus when I was traveling from North Carolina, and this little three month old mm-hmm. baby woke me up mentally, and and when I woke up, he was staring me in my eyes, and he says, "If you give up your seat to this woman, you will not." see the arrival of your great grandson Jaden. Well I later found out that his name was Jaden and 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 he was three months and he was on his way to San Francisco. Him and his mother and I believe his grandmother were traveling on the same bus. Well this is where Reverend Asa Allen made his transition it's all It's all on, on all on the contraption, I, I mean the computer. I pay attention <laughs> to things like that. And uh he made his transition, like I said, June the eleventh in San Francisco, where this baby woke me up before I got to Oklahoma and told me not to give up my seat. Because as soon as I got to Phoenix, my grandson was going to arrive, and he did at mm. one eighteen in the afternoon. All of that is relevant, and I and I uh, coming back up to the point to, to the to the time I went out there to get a healing. And to get downloads of information in Miracle Valley. The first night I was there, which was the tenth, I was so tired I could not pitch a tent. So I I parked my sleeping bags up on the thing and I got a ladder and my crutches and my walker. And I hoist myself up on that monument by myself and and I know somebody else was there helping me to get up there safely so I got up there that night and I went to sleep it was freezing cold but they kept me warm and I got downloads and I and I, I was told that even though that Bible college was created, that land was given to Reverend Allen because of the vortex and the surrounding areas. You've got to do research on this land, the cross, uh, Fort Naco, um, uh, the alignment that it has to Mount Shasta. Even that underground base here at Fort Huachuca. It's all a connection. And then there is another spot, it's the stronghold that I talk about a lot. Also, a vortex there uh, in Cochisa Stronghold and the Dragon or the Goon Mountains, which is about an hour. And some change from my door where I am right now. When I was there in the alignment uh, of the planets, I think this was 18 or 17, when all the planets were aligned. Well, they had, I didn't know it was Reverend Allen and, and others that was communicating with me. But when they had me to camp out, I was there for like a month. The same thing with Fort Naco. The woman who has control of Fort Naco, she happened to be in Spain for a month and a half. So I had the opportunity to be out there basically by myself in monsoon time in a rental truck, And that's when the ancestors really started to talk to me, especially the ones that were a part of Fort Naco, meaning the Buffalo Soldiers, and Mm. also some of the Indian people. Now, keep in mind, my people come from Black Wall Street on my dad's side in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know you know about that. I don't need to go into all of that. But part of those people were also communicating with me while I was there at Fort Knoxville. I did not know that a couple of years later that Reverend Allen would be communicating with me, and I've done research on this to see if I was crazy or 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 what the hell is going on? You go up online on YouTube, you will see a lot of videos, and and what you see in in uh, Reverend Allen's videos are melanation or copper-colored people. He made no difference in the races of people like. The powers to be at that time wanted him to do, and I was told that while I was out there that he did not die or cross over from a drug overdose and alcohol. Now, keep in mind, family, he was an alcoholic. His whole family was alcoholic. His parents would feed him through through the milk, put alcohol in his in his nook, I researched to see if I was crazy, and I found out that it was a fact. And then just the time that I was out there from from the 10th to the 23rd, they told me to stay from the other side. Well, on the 23rd, mm-hmm. the police, they contacted the, the the police here in Sierra Vista, and had them to check me out and come to my apartment complex and have my manager to come out there to the resting spot to give me a heads up to come and get me because they were coming to take me to jail. Now Well mama A Z, can I ask you Okay, go ahead. Can I ask you this question really quick? I'm Mm -hmm. on the site where it says Miracle Magazine did uh, Reverend Allen had a have a big huge tent that seated a lot of people. Oh girl, oh, girl, let me tell mm-hmm. you again, he jumped in the swing of things because of Or Roberts. My mother drugged me to King come to the tent revivals and we went many mm-hmm. places that I'm remembering now, I get chill bumps telling you this, yes. But you see, because of, of of Reverend Allen and him being part Indian, and him actually, he's not from this this dimension. He 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 he. Thank you for for. He, yes, he did. Well, I'm he, he I'm had, looking here, and yeah, I'm thinking this tent is some. It says it's sitting behind a tabernacle that he had in Miracle Valley, and that I imagine it was. In the vortex, what you were saying, it, he was it, near a vortex is, in this it, area? It, no joke. And then there's a cross. Mm. Uh, I, I will send you. No, I can't. They got my phone jammed up. But yeah, I'm you, looking you, at everything here now. Okay. I mean, this goes back. Video. I'm looking at this goes all the way back to 1959. That's right. Okay. And I'm looking at all these old cars. And That's this right. has been a while back. That's right. Well, again, my mom and uh, I was a little mama. AZ, I,
2: yes, go ahead. We, yes. We're kind of getting down on time, but I would oh, like I to finish this next week. Next week, That'll we can, work. Uh, yeah, because I want to get a couple that, of chapters in of the book. But then next yes, week, we're I going promise, to con- yes. pick up your story and we're going to continue, yep. continue uh, telling us and, and, what happened. Very interesting. I, I need you to be
3: with me uh, because I've been I, – I need – let me say this right quick and I'll be quiet. Okay, okay,
1: uh, okay. They,
3: they told me while I was out there that September is a major, major, major month. My daughter mm. – my first daughter came to the planet the 23rd at 449, September the 23rd. And, and I, I need to have a reasoning – With you because there's something that is supposed to take place in the stronghold and I'm not sure of who I can get to assist me but I have everything Mm. that I need physically I just don't have the physical bodies to in the legs to help me so yeah we we, yeah Mm. thank you uh uh sister Bev we'll we'll talk more yeah Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. (laughs) go ahead Go ahead, sister thank Okay, you. and we'll continue that we'll continue it next uh, next uh Thursday when we come on too. Yes. Thank yes. you. Go ahead. Okay. Thank God. Oh right. okay.
3: Thank you, Mama uh, A Z.
2: Thank God. Thank you. Yes. Thank us. Better love, as Dr. Robert X say. Okay, uh, sister Seda, we got uh time for a, <laughs> a couple of chapters. I mean parts. Well,
3: okay, um and I want the listeners to really remember what I'm about to read tonight. Um, I think it'll be really beneficial as we go on. Okay? Okay, I think we stopped at part eight, and I think we're on part nine. We stopped at part 10. I think we're on part nine right now. We stopped where he finally, the, final, the crew finally made it to Canada, and they met General Wilhorn. And so um, they were speaking on how, you know, how everything had changed for them, you know, with that second son being gone away. Now, I'm I'm wondering about that. Who moved the second son? So I think there's some interesting things that's about to happen now. We, we're going to find out who removed that second son to give them night again. And it hadn't happened okay. since the, the last war in 2042, about a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Part 9 Driving It Home. Part 9 Driving It Home. Every human being surely would not be erased off the planet by the evil crown. I don't believe that. He doesn't have that much power, said Jackson. As long as you feel we will be safe there, we will be by your side. And if things go awry, we can always move on and call another place home. I'm going to let you get some rest, and tomorrow we can go over your plan to get us out of here. Now, what the general was referring to was if if the home in Georgia, now this fort is in Georgia, okay? So we're talking about Georgia right now. This fort is in Georgia, so if it gets overrun by the crown, he's saying that they can always find somewhere else to go if they survive. Okay, so here we go. Let me finish. Jackson lay quiet, alone with ramblings of questions in his head. Self-doubting, second-guessing, and feelings of uncertainty, something he rarely felt before. Suddenly, after the departure of Bryce, he obtained another visitor. He was rather attentive with this one, as he never thought he could confidently gain her love and trust maybe this was the time she would open up and be honest with him or maybe she would just need a friend to talk to no there were many others at the fort she could talk to but she felt she grabbed but he felt she gravit, gravitated more to him maybe it was the fact that he had no one She had no one. He felt now they could each have each other. Mind if I sit? No, I don't. Here, sit on this, he replied, as he gave her an old milk crate for a stool. They sat for a while, listening to what was left of nature. During the daylight hours, there were birds far and in between. That flew in the skies as they did before. Now, at this moment, they took in all they could of sounds of nightfall. The crickets rubbed their hind legs together, sparking a rhythmic melody that mesmerized most who remembered the good old days. Way back when, there were times during the reign of the crown that life was somewhat normal. Jackson read about the sounds that filled the night air. How calming before the storm. Blaze felt the exact same thing. She needed to know if he felt it too. As she sat, she said, It took me a while to get over him after he died. I didn't know what to do. Something told me to find a place with a wall. For protection. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Let me. Okay. She was saying something told me to find a place with a wall for protection. There were many walls left standing, but they were in ruin. The only one I knew of was close by. That's when I decided to leave and find like minded people like me. I wandered around until I found myself at the fort. I'm glad you found it. I was beginning to think that I was the only one who felt a need to fight until there was nothing left. My conviction is so strong, sometimes I scare myself. I know I need to slowly calm down and pace myself during war, or I will become the killing machine, and the crown and his like the crown and his soldiers are. That's what we need the kind of men who are not deterred by these monsters. There's nothing wrong with how you feel. They have murdered and slaughtered us beyond all that is civilized, gracious, holy, which we now know he is unholy all alone. He was unholy all alone. But on everything that is wrong, he's done it to us. You stay that man who fights with blood in his eyes. You be that man who destroys all that will destroy you. You be that man. And if it means anything to you, I am proud to have you leading the people. Jackson felt confident that he had her vote. Knowing what a proud and faithful soldier she was, loving her would be so easy. And even if she never picked up a weapon again, he would still love her. Blaze got up and moved off the milk crate to position herself by his side. She laid her head on his shoulder and closed her eyes. He sat there with her in his arms, eyes wide, scanning his surroundings. Nothing could administer a sneak attack against Jackson, for he had an uncanny way of knowing when malevolent entities were lurking. It was but only a few minutes till the agreed time that the troops and the people would assemble for their continental journey on. Under the cloak of of daybreak, they would indiscreetly march on to Georgia. Gaining only a few hours of rest, Jackson was the first to rise. In his arms was a broken but strong, beautiful woman who needed him. She didn't have to tell him, he knew. He also knew he would be there for her from now on. Blaze felt his movement and rose with him. In an instant, she leaned up to kiss him. He gave back to her demand and forcefully let her know that it was all right to connect their feelings for one another. He'd been waiting for this, and in his mind he asked, Has she been waiting too? His people began to stare, gathering around him and Blaze. Boo was happy that it finally happened between the two. Braddock always knew it would. Carlos, as well as the others, thought nothing of it. They began to talk strategy when the general and his soldiers milled around the campfire. The people are still sleeping. They need their rest. What do you think is best? What do you you think is between here and the fort, asked Bryce. Nothing much. It wasn't anything there when we came up here. We ran into a few droids, some monsters, but that was all. We'll see what happens when we go back, and whatever we come across, we'll take care of it. But the main thing is to be prepared. I'm going to be honest as I can. We all aren't going to make it. Knowing what we are up against answers that statement. By the look of these people, many of them can only run. But with your men and women combined, we will do the best we can to protect them. Bryce Wilhorn had no other choice but to accept what he heard and hope for the best. The strategy they agreed upon was to take place was to place the people riding in the middle while half the Canadian squad and half of Jackson's people bring up the rear. Some will drive side by side while the rest ride in the front with Jackson and Braves. After waking the masses, they packed up and began their journey. Hello? Okay, Sister Bay, are you still there?
2: Yes. I'm okay, here. you still there? Uh, let, that
3: that yeah, was part hear, 9. Can mm-hmm. you hear me?
2: Okay, let's do uh part 8. We yes, still I, have time
3: uh-huh. for part 8. Okay. 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 Part 8. Hollingsworth. Part 8. Hollingsworth. Thinking about how much the world has been through horrible incidents and how many horrible and grotesque situations they may face. The group kept good vibrations and pleasant thoughts among each other. The caravan of trucks, buses, and motorcycles stirred up the dust from around them in the early morning. Jackson was hoping to get them there without exposing the group to war. Driving a steady pace of 80 miles an hour, they managed to clear two states in seven hours with no problem. It was time to stop and refuel their vehicles. The fuel supply carried them. The, the fuel supply they carried with them had all but depleted into vapors. Twelve miles ahead, just inside of Tennessee, they came upon an abandoned Costco. It seemed too perfect to not be occupied by tenants. Who or what was in there was the question. In the war before. All poor people were rounded up and held as FEMA prisoners inside these stores as well. Some escaped, but unfortunately for those who did not, they were either turned into monsters or used as fuel for Barotha and Ryloth. The stores were shoddy and ran down, but this one seemed to stand the test of time. Bull didn't remember passing this way or he would have checked it out. Mobilizing their vehicles at the 12 gas pumps, the group did not talk much. Quickly they got out. Some stretched their legs, others helping to administer the fuel, which by chance was a blessing in itself. But they were very fortunate to find ample fuel in them. Curiosity came over a few of the Canadians who wanted to inspect the inside of the rundown store. Their plan was to go in and ascertain any and all materials they could use to bring back to Hollingsworth. Jackson thought it to be a bad idea, as something within told him to disagree with the general, but they were his people and his responsibility. Bryce gave Kolak the okay. When Kolak began to cut the heavy 80 grade chain off the door, he was stopped. By Braddock he asked, "Do we really want to go in there and s- see if we can come back out alive? I'm with Jackson now, this doesn't feel right. we got this my friend, and if we find something other than what we need then if if we find something other than what we need then it's all on me he replied, "No, it's all on all of us replied Braddock Uncoofed and dissuaded, Kolak and a few of his friends opened the cobbed web double doors and went in. The group waited patiently with bated breath. After they went in, they soon returned with good news. The store was intact. It was not assessed by vandals. There was plenty of supplies to go around ten times the greater. Jackson and Bryce, they were relieved. This was one time Jackson thought he got it wrong. Everyone pitched in to form a human chain to retrieve the goods. All of them maintained a steady workflow to get the merchandise in the trucks they needed to survive. They depleted the shelves of the canned goods. The Auto Department took a huge hit by them. One of the Canadian soldiers took an interesting one of the Canadian soldiers took an interest in the furniture department. Stating that a real mattress would help make a difference in his back problems. Little did he know he would wake up a small android. Little did he know he would wake up the small android bots underneath the pillows. They emitted a squalling sound, and this action brought about a swarm of humanoids and androids out of the shadows. They were caught without any protection. Over 50 Canadians, including Kolak, were gunned down in a second. The rest ran out of the warehouse as fast as they could. This alerted Jackson as he told his people to mount up and get the hell out of there. Running for the vehicles, a few managed to dive in while the rest were running to catch up with them. 53 Canadians who scavenged the store didn't make it, while others feared their demise as the monsters stayed on the pursuit of the caravan. Catching up and getting closer and closer, a storm of laser blasts and hellfire began to hit their fleeting targets. One blast traveled up and over Wright's group, killing two of her soldiers. Walker and Mamie were on fire, and while Wright wanted to make her way back to save them, there was no way she could. Her only way out was to jump in the next car ahead vision and edge followed the people were screaming with fear of being burned alive while trying desperately to calm down in front of the children there were they were too they were in great fear of the strongest of the giant humanoids began to inch closer toward the fleeting caravan if only they would have listened to me shouted jackson there's nothing we can do about it now, screamed the general. Badock said, now you want to respond to the F up of one of your people? How dare you, MF? You asked us to help you, and we came. But you were supposed to control your people. And like you, they were to follow our orders. Now look what you've done. Two of our people are dead, and God knows how many more before this is all over will die. You saw it. You thought it was safe. Why didn't you stop him, shouted Bryce. Stop him? He was your soldier. That's your job. I ought to kick your ass right off this truck, shouted Jackson. Somehow they had to figure out a way to either kill some of the monsters or slow them down. As the bullets of fire continued to rain down, another group who fell far behind was set ablaze by the torches of the androids, killing many Canadian soldiers in the mix. The humanoids surged forward and managed to take out a few more of Jackson's people. Seal and Jim were killed as they tried to protect the group who were in the last vehicle. No one in the last truck escaped the sea of swarming, blood-filled, snarling monstrosities. Okay, Sister Bev, that was part eight.
2: Wow, now that's a prime example of following your first uh, intuition. Right, right. You know, always look to your first,
3: yeah, Mm -hmm. listen to your first mind. Well, you know, and, you know, he said, okay, well, when they went in and they kind of patrolled the area a little bit and saw that wasn't nothing happening, you know, he said, okay, well, yeah, go on in. But the problem came when you listen to someone who don't have the correct information and you go you go like it's like if you somebody's going left you better go right and this guy
1: mm-hmm.
3: he was so shallow that he's thinking well you know my back hurts you know and all this stuff and we got all this stuff in here and my back is killing me or whatever doing this apocalypse this dysphoria, you know I just get me right. a mattress and take it back with me, you know, wherever we get to the fort. And then when he pulled up that mattress, there your enemy was laying in wait. Wow. So that just so goes mattress, to show <laughs> you got so to be careful. Mattress, yeah.
2: So the mattress was like what? Uh, in front of a door or something that they were all behind? Yeah, oh, uh, actually, it was on the floor. But you
3: had these little mini, these little mini androids. You know, like they have the the little mini uh, uh, flies and things, mosquitoes and things that they're making now. Well, right, these were right. mini androids. They were they were small. And then, you know, when he removed the mattress, they were under the mattress. I say about seven okay. or eight of them. And then you know they they sent off a a screeching noise noise to you know wake up the other humanoids and the monstrosities and things yeah the signal you know to let them know that hey it's humans in here you know Mm -hmm. so they and so they came out of the
2: shadows oh so they were in there but they were like sleep or inactive and then that activated them when he got that uh, right.
1: Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah okay. Mm-hmm.
2: and see if he wasn't thinking and woke about him up himself yeah see he was thinking about himself but that they should have had mm-hmm. a certain feeling about that place when they walked in they should have well the other guy had a feeling before they even went in
3: exactly I think that was Jackson's mm-hmm. uh, pal Braddock. Because he was arguing Mm -hmm. with with Kolak about going in there. You shouldn't go in there. Mm -hmm. Because you know at this point in time, it's dark in those places. There's no lighting. You know, the electricity, everything Mm -hmm. is gone. It's just like, you know, a wasteland. So, and you really can't see in there with, you know, unless you got a flashlight or something or a torch. So, uh, Mm -hmm. but they were doing pretty good until he was selfish enough to pull that mattress up and just woke everything up and, they had to flee. Some mm. people got killed. So Wow. So it's a big yeah.
2: event. of them. So it was a lot of uh, them riding yeah. together. Okay. Okay. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So we got about 15 minutes. Do you think we had time for another one or no?
3: Well, uh, I think we we, yeah, because these are pretty short and well. This one isn't. Oh, we. I can read part of it. I guess I could do this. We got fifteen minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, do this last one. Part seven. Tell, the border.
2: Okay. Let me tell the people if we do go a little bit over, and okay. you're listening on the computer, this this uh, call in on your phone uh, before the bottom of the hour, and you can hear the rest of it. Okay. That's if we go over. Okay. Go ahead, Sister Seven.
3: Okay, here we go. Uh, part seven, the border. What was taking place in Jackson's mind was the beginning of the end. Their getaway was going their getaway was going as planned, when from out of nowhere came an android that flew overhead of him and decidedly stepped in front of his truck with its weapon raised. Jackson leaned hard on the gas pedal and mangled it into a thousand pieces. What was so tragic about that was during his maneuver to run it over, Lacey, being one of the soldiers who shot at it, was thrown out of the moving vehicle. The moment was happening at such a fast pace that the truck behind could not stop fast enough to avoid running her over. Looking back in his rear view, Jackson was distraught. How could this be happening? One by one, he was losing his soldiers all on account of curiosity. If he could only make it back to the fort without losing anyone else, then he could really bring some heat to these monsters. Again and again, these insidious beings did their best to kill the people. The chase was bone-chilling to the regulars who hadn't seen or been in a fight such as this. They were always protected and in a safe place, per the general. All while being chased, many were screaming and crying out why he would leave such a safe place and a secure place as Mississauga. Why would Bruce not listen to someone who had experienced this terror as opposed to Colac, who had not seen much of anything like this? He was just as much to blame as he was. But aside all the blaming, They were hoping and praying Jackson would find find a way out of this nightmare they're going through. Getting halfway through the state of Tennessee without losing any more people, the group hoped the enemy had ceased their pursuit of them. Instead, they kept coming, never giving up on the annihilation of this caravan. The group managed to stay a few miles ahead of them, driving faster, going faster, Carlos, who now brought up the rear of the group, felt they should speed things up. He was only a few inches away from the bumper of a colossal school bus that that he felt was operating too slow for his taste. If he could, he would trade places with the driver and show him how to drive the damn thing. He wanted to get home in one piece, and this example of driving in a time of crisis Was unacceptable. Beat up already, he shouted. I'm not dying out here. If I have to, I don't want to. It'll be on my own. If I have to, and I don't want to, it'll be on my own turf, he shouted. Just as he sounded off those words, a hissing sound penetrated the air with shrouds of growing red embers filled with fire, creating a temporary gap between Carlos and the others. Smoke billowed four stories high as he lost sight of them. Flame, Coma, and Lynch displayed a temporary sense of woe at the moment it happened, but quickly reorganized their mission as soldiers to uphold their status in this war. Blindly, they delivered a blizzard of bazooka fire in response to the assault that was aimed towards them. These women played no games when it came to fighting. They certainly were no pussies, and if they were going to lose their lives in an arena like this, they were going down in a fight. Did it hit their targets? They didn't know for sure, but whatever it did, it slowed the progression of their bloodthirsty enemies down. This gave them a chance to catch up with the rest of the team. Reaching the burned-out city of Chattanooga, they were in praise of reaching the fort when up above A draconian drag tar sent a maelstrom of fire upon the bust that sent 15 of the Canadian people, young and old, men and women, and children, to their demise in a ball of hot fire. The screaming of the doomed humans was almost too unbearable for those who escaped the wrath of the crown. This action inflamed the general so much so that he began to blame himself for having them to trust his judgment of effectively getting them to safety. He asked himself, look what I've done. I've placed all my people in danger. I should have never thought that calling out for help was the best thing to do. We should have stayed there. Look alive, man. What the hell are you saying? Your people would want you to fight like hell now. Don't let them die in vain. Pick up that torque blaster and fight, mother mm, Fight, shouted Jackson. Bryce, after coming to his senses, reached down in the floorboard of the truck. He picked up the blaster, leaned out the window, and let loose a barrage of helium blasts at the ship, each one hitting the target and disabling it enough so that it could not fire again. It shot up into the amber skies, only to temporarily return again later. Only 178 miles to go before they obtained a level of safety. Braddock was hoping that everyone at the fort was ready to fight. During the entire melee, after the first attack from the androids, he radioed to Diamond ahead keeping her up to date of what was happening and to prepare the others because they were coming in hard and strong. The vehicles was giving the road their all when it came to outrunning their oppressors. Once the fort was reached, Jackson didn't think they could go any further, that they they would all be trapped inside the walls of Fort Hollingsworth. He read somewhere that the native people of Turtle Island fought hard to survive. They were trapped, just like the natives of the land just like and just like the natives of the land were all trapped all those many, many years ago. And yet, even though some of them were slaughtered beyond imagination, they still survived. Close on their tails, the hideous and foreboding monstrosities were gaining ground as the town of Alto showed its cloak finally Okay, sister Bev, that was part 7, I think, and they finally made it to Alto. They finally made it to the town. Wow.
2: But you know that that sounds yeah. like, it, it it sounds like what we going through now but ours is like a spiritual warfare, but it is it's a physical cuz it's just like we being attacked with this and attacked with that. So it kind of feels like uh we're yes. going through that now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, that is exactly mm-hmm. like we're going through. Although this is, like you said, it's physical. The thing we're going through right now is mental, and so we're yes. being attacked by yes. all kinds of monsters. And because I feel yeah. like that's, that, you know, it can't be nobody with feeling could do this upon the people, you know, to a people, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. it, it, right. people with, you know, with feelings. There's no way. It's got to be monsters. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. And they don't like humans. Because who would do this to, uh, you know, another human?
3: Exactly. Put all of this if, if they are humans, then they have,
2: uh,
3: if they if they are humans, Sister Bev, they got help from other entities or other sources.
2: Right, right. Yeah, because there's something else going on here, too. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Sister Santa. Interesting as always. Your book is your your novels yeah. are right on time of what is going on uh, right now. So we are definitely in this warfare that's going on. We under heavy attack, and that's what's going on with them. But they made it to uh, where they were <laughs> headed to. So they got, so they got some kind of help. So that means we we got help too. So yeah. We're not gonna get slaughtered.
3: We got help too. And, uh,
2: that's exactly yeah.
3: right. You're right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and tell the people how they can uh contact you, how they can get your books, if they want auto I mean uh, novels, and if they want it autographed, tell them where they can go to. Okay,
3: again, that's chemistryfiles.com, K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y dot uh files.com. And also you can email at chemistry. Email me at chemistryfiles at gmail.com, and on the website, it's all there for you. And if you want an autograph, you can leave me an email, drop me an email, tell me what you want, and I can get it out there for you. Go to Gumroad and get the this, this script, the chemistry's uh, bright light script. It's ready to go. There's only five of them. Gumroad, G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com, and it's uh, just type in, search for chemistry, and it will be there for you you
2: excellent well as always sister Sister Mm -hmm. santa we enjoyed your novel you you really put them together really good here and uh, we look forward to next thursday we shall return next thursday and thank you and thank you sister Ben, for having me thank you and peace peace and love to you okay and thanks family for listening until next time better
0: university of maryland global campus has been serving the military in maryland and around the world for more than 70 years and online for over 20 years umgc offers more than 90 programs and specializations in career relevant fields transfer credits no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks and scholarships for those who qualify speak with our dedicated military and veteran advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path visit umgc.edu certified to operate in virginia by chev